Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Indeed. And it has only been about a week since the midterms, but it, yet it feels like a generation a truly has passed. An unbelievable every day has been... A wild ride. If this is how the next two years are going to be, it's like... It's going to go both extremely quickly and extremely slow. Yeah, like I don't... It's crazy to me that the midterms were one week ago. Right, like those people are not even yet really in Congress. No, and it's just... It's already a shit show. Okay, let's do a couple of housekeeping things before we dive into just so much news. Yeah. Um, first of all, if you are signed up for the Betches Sup newsletter... Refer your friends. Uh, we're doing an email referral program. You can get cool prizes for depending on the amount of friends that you refer. You can get stickers. You can get a wine glass. You can get what a, a pop a socket. Pouch. Um, there, there's so many things. Yes. Um, Notebook. And you can find that link every day at the top of the Betches Sup newsletter. We have a thing for you to click and then you can start referring your friends. People have dm'd us on insta to show that they've gotten their prizes yeah and a lot of people have replied to those instagrams being like how can i get these and to which i reply go to referral.betches.com to sign up to get your unique link and then send that unique link to your friends to sign up for the sup with they will be automatically registered as your friend yeah it's like it's pretty much like a blood oath yes and um (laughs) they are your friend and then we will send you prizes yeah once they've been Approved. Mm-hmm. And that's in addition to the daily prize that is receiving your Betches Sup newsletter yes. <laughs> every so, day in your inbox. So I found the off chance, and I doubt there's many listeners who are not signed up. If you are not, go to betches.co slash sup sign up mm-hmm. just to sign up for the newsletter straight up. Mm-hmm. Second order of business, our icons tee is still on sale, but it is almost sold out. <gasps> uh, for those, it's hard to describe a t shirt in yeah. the podcast, but it says Kamala, Michelle, Elizabeth, and Ruth. And it's been selling. We've sold out already once. Yeah. And it's comfy. It is very comfy. It's distressed. And it's really the perfect. It's the perfect shirt to wear to Thanksgiving. That's what I was thinking. To troll your relatives without being too obvious about it. Yeah. You just wear the shirt. And when they try to come at you, just be like, what? I didn't say anything to you. Yeah. I didn't bring this up. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Like, why are you being aggressive to me? Yes. When I did nothing. Right. It's like how all of politics is. (laughs) Um, Third order of business is the wildfires are still going in California. Um, yeah. They're still not fully contained yet, but over nine not, uh, 9,000 homes have been destroyed so far, and the situation is not getting better. They're actually expecting it to get a little bit worse. Yeah. Um, I read today that apparently it's supposed to rain, and I was like, oh, that's good, but actually it's not good because the rain isn't going to put out the fire. It's actually just going to create mudslides. Cool. We're living in a hellscape. Yeah, like that. I, I was just like, oh, Okay. Cool. So some organizations you can donate to are the American Red Cross, Baby to Baby to buy off their target registry Mm -hmm. items for children, um, California Wildfire Fund at calfund.org, and the Los Angeles Fire Department. They're all accepting donations, and it would really make a big difference. Yeah, even like every little bit, it's one of those things where every little bit counts. And we like there are just so many displaced people at this point. They're going to need a lot of help. Yes, correct. Okay. With that out of the way, Sammy, what's been getting you through this week in Trump's America? Um, 
So probably the fact that even though the president has been going completely off the rails. Yes, which we'll get into. The inner knowledge that the blue wave is real Mm -hmm. and that this country actually does not agree with this behavior. The underlying knowledge of that has been getting me through the week. So there have been a bunch of election updates. They're still counting ballots in several places. Um, But up until now, the Democrats have flipped 34 House seats. And Florida and Georgia are still up for grabs. Yes. And if we lose those seats, it will be be because of voter suppression. And literally, yes. Literally. So I would feel a little less bad. Like, obviously, we want to win. But knowing that the country truly did vote blue and wants the president out. I yeah. also saw there was... um. Like a, a poll. I don't know what the source is, so don't at me. But um, that I think like over 50, I think it was like 58% of the country does not approve of what Donald Trump is doing. Also, this was the highest midterm turnout ever, ever. which yeah. is, and midterm turnout, like presidential turnout is always higher. So it's like if we can turn out even more people in 2020, plus we've got a million more people voting in Florida. The concern is with the more turnout Mm -hmm. is that the system couldn't even handle this many people. And the more people who vote, it's just going to make it worse and worse. It's crazy that the system is built on the idea that people aren't going to come out to vote, like that the hit turnout won't be handled in a proper way. And then also like they're the people who are in power benefit from less turnout. So they try to make it happen. Hi, Brian Kemp. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so just a quick update from Florida. Rick Scott is still tr- is still suing to have the votes not counted, and now Trump and the Republicans are calling for the firing of Brenda Snipes, who is the Broward County election supervisor, basically because they don't like that she's trying to actually have votes counted. Yeah. Um. One example that, so the so basically, if you're a military, if you're in the military and you're abroad, you have a little bit longer for your vote to be counted. Yeah. And. Yet the recount deadline was before that military deadline and Trump was calling for us to go with the election night night results. So that just adds to the long list of things he has done to disrespect the troops in the past week. Yeah. Don't count Um, their votes. Yeah. Don't count their votes. And Rick Scott actually even stood and took a photo with incoming senators because he thinks that that makes him one, I guess. Yeah, that's been the strategy like Kemp, DeSantis, all of them are like, we're just going to move forward and like try like, I mean, claim voter fraud and just move forward with our elections. I don't have a ton of faith that we're going to get different results, but the point isn't to get different results. The point is the election is so close that you need to verify what the actual results are. And Florida's law is that if it's within a certain margin, you have to recount. So it's, it's like, just the law. It's the law. Like they hit that margin and now they have to do a recount. It's not like we decide. Democrats are like, we've decided to do a recount. Right. Well, what is the law anyway? Um, <sighs> Elise, what's getting you through the week? Oh, God. You know, I try not to pay too much attention to the president's tweets, but he is really off, off today. OK, so just a, a brief background. Basically, there's like. A lot of hints that Mueller's report is coming soon-ish. Obviously, Trump fired Jeff Sessions. That caused a huge bang. Trump met with his lawyers this week to discuss answers to questions that Mueller has submitted to him. I cannot even imagine him answering those questions to his own lawyers. No. Um, I have no collusion. Honestly, I have no idea what those meetings must have been like. Like, fascinating. So I hope anyway, we get a book about them one day. Famous courageous 
lion senator Jeff Flake, who always almost does something. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> he's always almost doing something. And for that, right. I commend him. Uh, he th- went out on the Senate floor yesterday and he threatened to vote against all of Trump's judicial nominees unless the Senate passes a bill to protect Mueller, to which Mitch McConnell responded, yeah, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Absolutely not. After he called for bipartisanship, like, okay, yeah. before. Yeah, he wrote an op-ed about bipartisanship, and then Jeff Flake was like, we should protect Mueller, and he was like, absolutely not. So then President Trump went off on Twitter. Go off, queen. <laughs> In a series of tweets. Okay, so I have to read these from the bottom up. Um the inner workings of the Mueller investigation are a total mess. They have found no collusion and have gone absolutely nuts. They are screaming and shouting at people, horribly threatening them to come up with answers they want. They are disgraced to our nation and don't care how many lives they ruin. These are capitalized angry people, including the highly conflicted Bob Mueller, who worked for Obama for eight years. Not true. He worked for George Bush. W. Bush for eight years. And then the Senate voted unanimously to allow him to continue beyond his term limit so he could work for Obama for four years. Okay. They won't even look at all the bad acts and crimes committed by the other side. A total witch hunt like no other in American history. In all caps. In all caps, which is hilarious because Salem yeah. is part of American history. Okay. McCarthyism. <laughs> like there have been a lot of what witch What about hunts. all the innocent? Right. In a, witch hunt basically, he doesn't even know what a witch hunt no. is. It's basically a term that describes when innocent people who are being villainized, a group of innocent people are being villainized for doing nothing. Yes. Like. I'm, no. You did it. <laughs> also, just like the titular witch hunt of witch huntery happened, I guess, before the U.S. was a country, but it was still right. on our land. Anyway, universities. The last one's my favorite. Universities will some stu- someday study what a highly conflicted and not Senate approved Bob Mueller and his gang of Democrat thugs have done to destroy people. Why is he protecting crooked Hillary, Comey, McCabe, Lisa Page, and her lover, Peter S., and all of his friends on the other side? <laughs> Okay, I just universities will someday study what has happened here. Yeah, that's actually correct. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> um, also, I just want to I know this is a small detail, but Bob Mueller does not have to be Senate confirmed. No. The idea is that you appoint a special counsel and they don't have to be Senate confirmed. It's just ironic because the person he appointed lately, Matthew Whitaker, is not Senate, Senate confirmed. confirmed. Um, so, look, I mean, the only thing I can say about these tweets is that he's kind of just describing himself. Yes. Like the inner work, you could just change all the words and you would be describing the yeah. situation in his own administration. A total mess. Absolutely nuts. They have got <laughs> out, they're screaming and shouting at people. Right. Like I feel like I've been hearing a lot about like the president's inner personal behavior this week. And it sounds like, okay. So they like introduced this thing called policy time, which yeah. is basically like work, like where he has to go to work. Yes. As opposed to being on his phone and tweeting and like eating food, yeah. which is basically what I do every Sunday. Just sit on my phone and watch TV and eat. He's like and a like child <laughs> where it's like, Donald, we're off screens. We're <laughs> doing policy time now. <laughs> it's you have policy time now. Right. It's like, so, it's like you're the president. You're so, you kind of have to work all the time. Didn't you get that that was like a major part of this gig? Absolutely not. I also think part of it is that he used to be doing these rallies. He had like a month of rallies and that was sort of his like huge ego boost and now that he doesn't have that anymore it must be so depressing yeah he doesn't get to do rallies for like a little while now oh he's and gonna it's be. gonna be really sad for him because like the next time he gets to do them is either when like his campaign starts gearing up for 2020 which is horrifying to even think about yeah. or if they have like a law that they're going to they're trying to pass 
Yeah, it's really insane. So, yeah, he doesn't get, like, his life blood. He's, like, starved for his rally. I wonder if he, like, refreshes his Twitter to see how many retweets he gets, like, the way I refresh my own Instagram. He absolutely <laughs> does, and he absolutely reads his own mentions. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He what else, absolutely what else is he doing them? with all his executive time, if not, like, obsessing over his own mentions? Yeah, like, it, it's crazy to think that the president reads his mentions, but, like, he fully does. A lot of things are really just insane. Okay, um, let's take a quick break and then move on to the main news. Yeah. Guys, do you want to be a good person? Yeah. Well, w- amazing, because we have an opportunity for you. Um, Garland Benson is on a mission to save his sister, Christiane, by funding a treatment for her and other kids with a fatal and rare condition called Batten disease. With Thanksgiving coming up, Betches has found an incredible way to give back, and we want to help coordinate our community to become more aware around this cause. So what is Batten disease? Batten disease is a rare, fatal, inherited, inherited disorder of the nervous system that typically begins in childhood. It's, sound, it's a really rough um, disease yeah. where you have progressive loss of motor functions, meaning movement and speech. Um, and there's Parkinson's-like symptoms, and eventually those with those who are affected by it become wheelchair-bound, are bedridden, and die prematurely. Yeah. So Garland Benson is, like we said, trying to raise money to save his sister who suffers from this disease. He's raised over four hundred thousand dollars now toward his goal of reaching one million dollars by December of 2018, and we want to help him get there so um you can text hero to 501 501 and it'll donate ten dollars that'll just be added on to your phone bill so you literally don't have to do anything all he needs is for 100,000 people to donate $10 to help his sister and reach his goal so you can learn more and watch, honestly, like in a super heartwarming video about Garland and his sister at www.beyondbatten, that's B-A-T-T-E-N dot org slash hero. And if you want to know how easy it is, I literally just did it right now. Yeah. If you're text texting. Hero to 501-501. It'll be the best text you ever sent. And we're back. We have, what? You have a story to tell us. Yes, I do. <laughs> we have two huge stories today. Yes. One is Facebook. The second is Brexit. Both but of us gonna... have taken on one to try and yeah. deal with the complex nature of these issues. Yes. So we're going to start with Facebook. Um, I fucking hate them. Just going to say. A very evil company. Very evil. I downloaded a Chrome extension that gets rid of your newsfeed because I still have to use Facebook for like events basically so i got a chrome extension that just replaces the entire news feed with a maya angelou quote and then um you don't see any of their ads and you don't like engage with the platform at all you just use it for your own purposes and then leave and oh wow that's i would what, recommend that's what it should be called yeah i would recommend it to anyone who wants it okay so basically a very extensive article came out in the new york times yesterday exposing how facebook has been handling its issues regarding privacy and basically data breaches and everything going on with like the mm-hmm. R- Russian election interference and fake news. Let on me their guess. Feed. They're taking full responsibility. They're doing active and extensive investigations into what went wrong and making hard choices about how to fix these issues in the future. Nope. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Generally, they have been... You know, they've been taking a lot of time and money and really throwing it into 
tackling the PR and the optics yeah. of the situation rather than actually doing one single fucking thing to fix the problem and to protect our data that continues to be vulnerable to being stolen yeah. and to protecting the algorithm and the news feed from being used by bad actors and people pretending to be who they aren't for yeah. the sake of um, manipulating whatever it is they would like to manipulate. So the the article was quite long. I did read the whole thing, but there are a few major takeaways. Okay. First, they knew about the Russian hacking way before they admitted to knowing about it. In fact, Mark Zuckerberg even called it a crazy idea when it was first suggested that the Russians had used Facebook to interfere in the election. Meanwhile, they saw signs as early as spring 2016, which Amazing. was before the election, including Russian-controlled accounts sharing de hacked Democratic emails with reporters. Um, they were trying to hack into the messages of people who worked on, on the presidential campaigns. And Facebook had accumulated evidence of this for over a year before they shared it with even their own board of directors, let alone the public. Wow. So, and, and can I tell you the way it got shared? It wasn't like Sheryl Sandberg or Mark Zuckerberg like went to the board and told them and like admitted it. Someone who worked below them, I don't remember exactly what the position was, kind of accidentally revealed it. Not accidentally, but like not like in a way that was like they were told to do it. Yeah. Uh, revealed it to the board of directors. They were like and casting their screen and they got a text in <laughs> Russian that was Basically, like, no. <laughs> are, you, are you guys ready to do more collusion? Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't quite like that, but... Then Sheryl Sandberg was mad at this person for telling the truth. Okay. Sheryl Sandberg comes off so bad Terrible. in this. I feel I feel badly for her. I mean, I don't, but I do. Like, she lost her husband, and I'm sure this is probably yeah. really stressful because, like, what could they really have done? They could have they could have stopped it sooner and taken responsibility sooner. Yeah. But they didn't take that route and like yeah, she's going to have to go on a major apology tour. Yeah, okay. like Mark Zuckerberg's apology tour that he was running while she was covertly doing all these he activities. He should not have been the person on the apology tour. No. She should have been the person on the apology tour because she actually seems like she has some empathy. Yeah. And like, he should have been the one dealing with the lobbying. Okay, so another point. They were basically afraid of alienating conservatives. And when the Muslim ban happened, there was a debate about whether, the, whether Trump's post about it violated their community guidelines. And rather than like take it down because it does yeah. or to really like evaluate whether or not it does, they basically just said we're not going to do anything about it because because it will alienate conservatives and we already get too much criticism for being like left wing. So yeah. we're not going to do anything. Um, also, while Mark Zuckerberg was on this apology tour, Sheryl Sandberg oversaw a lobbying campaign to basically foist all the responsibility on of data breaches and all this sort of like illegitimate interference onto Facebook's competitors. Mm -hmm. So for example, when Mark Zuckerberg had to testify before Congress, they were the ones, it wasn't like, you know, when there was like a seat for Twitter, Jack Dorsey yeah. went and there was a seat for Google and there was an empty seat for Google. Yeah. That wasn't because the committee called those people. It's that Facebook wanted them to call them and then Twitter showed up and then Google didn't. So that was sort of like, so that was able, that was the point of that was to take like headlines away from Facebook. Yeah. Which it did. Everything was like, Google didn't show, Google didn't come to the right. hearing. But it's not like the Senate or whatever, even 
wanted to necessarily invite Google. Like it was more like Facebook demanded that and they kept basically pushing these articles and all this like criticism onto Apple and Google and Twitter Mm -hmm. so that they wouldn't get as much blame. And it would seem like it was all these other people too, but it really wasn't. Yeah. That it was like a industry wide issue when it's like, actually it basically happened. I mean, Twitter had, yeah, I will say it is an industry wide issue, but I don't think that it was because of Twitter. No, it's there were bots on Twitter for sure. But like the crux of what happened was done on Facebook. Absolutely. Like Twitter is honestly still niche compared to Facebook. Like everyone has Facebook. Right. Which was their goal. So it's like you they wanted to have all this power and they didn't want to take any of the responsibility to do what they were supposed to do. So this is the result. Wow. Um, Another should be present. Another one of their efforts was was depicting the billionaire liberal donor George Soros. Who literally, I feel so bad for him. Like, everyone bullies him. (laughs) Everyone bullies George Soros as the force behind a broad anti-Facebook movement and publishing, and they had stories published praising Facebook and criticizing Google and Apple on conservative news sites. So they basically wanted to, like, get in bed with conservatives and criticize liberals and make it like it was their fault and make it like this is some sort of, like, anti-Semitic thing when it's not. And if anything... There's a ton of anti-Semitism on Facebook and Zuckerberg and and Sandberg are not excused from that just because they're Jewish. Yeah. And I mean, attacking George Soros is like anti-Semitic dog whistle ground zero. Yeah. Right. Um, And now I understand something from like the Charlottesville um, march when Mm -hmm. they were like shouting Jews will not replace us. They weren't actually saying Jews will like not replace us as people, meaning like Jews pulling the strings mm-hmm. like at Facebook, George Soros and all those people will not replace them by using by like they think that the Jews are paying for the caravan. Yeah. <laughs> and like the Jews are going to install immigrants into like our society because they have so much power. Yeah. Which is, again, an anti-Semitic thing. Um, and a last thing, and this is what I just thought was funny and a little bit Trump-like even. So after Tim Cook, like, shaded Facebook by saying, like, it's about, like, Apple users, like, the data is, like, your privacy is a right of mm-hmm. a user, Zuckerberg made his entire team switch to Android. <laughs> I would be so pissed if my Same. boss was like, you have to get an Android. Imagine I like, if I told you that. Yeah, I would be like. I would have like a fake Android for work and then like my real yeah. phone. Like that sucks. Yeah. Okay. So that's the Facebook story. <sighs> Do you want to go into Brexit? Okay. Let's hop across the pond and let's see if I can tackle all of this. Um, so Brexit is a hot ass mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the, like, that is basically like the main takeaway is that, Guess what? It's really fucking hard to extract yourself from the European Union with no plan and without just like totally wrecking your country. They like people, half the people who voted for this like did so as a joke. So who would have thought that that would have turned out bad? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. So here's where we're at. British Prime Minister Theresa May announced on Wednesday that. uh, So yesterday after this like five hour meeting with her cabinet, she announced that her cabinet had agreed to draft a Brexit agreement that she had come up with between the UK and the EU. So this deal is kind of what people refer to as like a soft Brexit. Um, okay. 
Yeah, it's like where you um it's you like cook, a soft launch. Yeah, you cook the Brexit for like slightly less time than you would cook it for a hard Brexit. The inside is runny, etc. Cetera, et cetera. It's really good. <laughs> I prefer a soft, soft Brexit to a hard. Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. A lot of protein. It's really good for you. Okay, <laughs> so basically, what May is proposing now is this deal that the EU has supposedly agreed, and um. The UK basically kind of stays like half within the EU. They basically become kind of like Norway where they're like in the European economic area. And the points of it basically say that Britain will formally exit the EU on Friday, March 29th of 2019. Um, And then at which point it will not no longer be involved in any EU decision making, but it would stay inside the bloc single market and remain subject to EU laws and regulations until the end of December of 2020 when they can iron out a new trade relationship. So it's basically like buys them a little bit more time to do this extremely complicated, essentially undoable thing. And pointless. Um, yeah. And very stupid thing. OK. Also in this agreement, there is no hard border between Northern Ireland, which is part of the, U- the UK and the EU. uh member which is the republic of ireland at least in the short term which is good because they would really get screwed i mean they get screwed a lot but it literally could reignite like the irish civil war which like was really yeah which like (laughs) it's like tbt Um, (laughs) like it would be really bad and then it also provides protections for the more than 3 million EU citizens that live in the UK and over 1 million UK nationals in the EU countries to continue to work and live and study as they currently do. Because right now you can like travel freely between all of them and it's not a big deal. That would stay in place. And then London's financial center would be granted a level of EU market access similar to like the US and Japan. And it's an agreement known as equivalence. So that's what Theresa May is putting forth. So she basically said yesterday... Okay, my cabinet has agreed on this so we can go, which basically means like parliament can move forward and vote at that point. But then this morning, two of Theresa May's cabinet ministers resigned in protest. Most importantly, the Brexit secretary, Dominic Rabb. She's already lost one Brexit secretary that like I think it was like Boris Johnson, the guy who looks like Trump. Yeah. Okay. He he's gone. And then now the new Brexit secretary also resigned in protest and a bunch of junior ministers resigned uh, and are and she could face even more by the end of the day because she's part of the May is part of the conservative party and the hard line. They call them Brexiteers, which I really like. Wow. I could be that for Halloween. The hard line Brexiteers are like, no, this deal still lets the EU control us. We don't want it. They don't like it. And basically, like, for them to vote... This is my understanding after texting my one British friend twice in the past week and saying, tell me what's happening in Brexit, is that they have to resign these positions so that they can vote against the party. That's probably some sort of law they have. Yeah. And now... So there's been, like, a lot of talk about Theresa May being, like, booted by her party because, again, in, like, a parliamentary system... The party decides who is the leader and that person becomes prime minister. It's not like a direct vote. Right. So basically this dude, Jacob Rees Mogg, the chair of the Arch Brexiteer European Research Group. That is the most British like name. Yes. (laughs) He submitted a letter of no confidence. And if 48 conservative MPs, MPs being like their Congress people, submit such a document May is out. So a lot of people think that like 
it's beginning. They're yeah. going to begin to do a vote of no confidence where someone else would be reinstated. After all this went down, Theresa May gave a press conference today saying she's going to fight for her deal, basically being like, this is like, this is the deal that's on right. the table. Imagine so, how annoying it must be to be Theresa May. You have to deal with this. And then you, from your number one ally, you have to deal with Trump. Literally Donald Trump, who she called him. This is like a side note, but she called him. I yeah, we, um, she called him to congratulate him on holding the Senate after the midterms, which is just like a formal call that any two leaders would do. And then Trump like went in on her and started yelling at her. And he was like, you don't know how to do Brexit. You don't, you can't, you Europeans can't like, she literally called him to be like, congrats. congrats. And he lost his fucking mind on her, which is so she, this, she's had a hard week. He's crazy. So these are like, so one option that's on the table is Theresa May's deal. And then there are also, and there are people who support that. Then there are, more moderate people who don't like this deal and are kind of saying like, if the choice is between a bad deal and a new vote, we should just have a new vote, which like they should have a new vote. And not they should have a total it. new they vote. They should have a new vote. And not, if they can have a new vote, like you guys should do it. Yeah. I, I don't know if any like people in the British government are listening, but like y'all should do it. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they're doing. And then there is a third group that argues that any deal like, so basically like there's a no deal hard Brexit group, meaning they leave as, as well. Like and new no deal is like yeah. very bad. That's like literally the day comes when they leave the EU and then like all the borders close and they have no trade agreements with anyone. And like that sounds like the Trump deal. Yeah. Like they're like, they're really fucked. No deal is like so bad. OK, so so that's it seems like. My opinion is that they should re-vote on Brexit. Yeah. Like, maybe we weren't sure. I don't know. If that is possible, I don't understand how things work. But, like, if you guys have the option to vote again, y'all should really try to do that. Right. Like, this is insane. It's or go crazy. With, go with soft Brexit. It sounds, like, nice. I, I, It seems like the best of the shitty world. It does. Like, and I mean, obviously, like. I'm not, you know, a Brexit scholar. There's a lot of complicated stuff going on here, but like they it seems like this is the best deal to move forward with a deal. Right. And anything else is like you're moving forward without a deal, which just means like you're, you're screwed. Yeah. Okay, we will continue to monitor the situation and keep you informed. Yes. Okay, let's move on to one more thing. Okay, one more thing. Um Michael Avenatti. <sighs> Got arrested Ugh. last night on a domestic felony, a, a felony domestic violence charge. He's out on $50,000 bail. We don't know who the victim is, but his ex-wife says it's not her. And Avenatti says that he didn't do it and he's blaming it on Jacob Wall. Who's <laughs> <laughs> like that dumb boy yeah. who tried to frame Mueller. Frame Mueller. So he, he tweeted, first Mueller and now me. When, are we, when we are fully exonerated, I'm coming for you, Jacob Wall, a.k.a. Surefire. Surefire is Jacob Wall's like fake company. I feel like <laughs> Jacob Wall... Honestly, it like could be. It, it but did, like it, like it also... do. It, here's the thing. Yes, it seems like something Jacob Wall would do, but it doesn't... This this thing doesn't seem like something Michael Avenatti would not do. Ex I, exactly. So, <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. I like, think we'll find out more. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, Jacob Wall's schemes sort of unravel themselves. Like, 
Michael Avenatti was arrested and is right, released but, on bail. Right, but like, who was this woman? That's that's, that's the real get. question. Is like, what exactly happened? But I feel like if it was like a scheme low of Jacob Wall, like he would have just shown up to like the Santa Monica police in a wig and been like, Michael Avenatti hit me, and they would be like, you're obviously well. He could have hired Wall. a woman. Yeah, but then she would be like, hi, I'm here for Jacob Wall. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Like, you never know. We will keep you posted on what actually happened here. But, like, it's unclear. Yeah. Okay. Our second one more thing is that um, Victoria's Secret is in a bit of hot water. Oh, God. Uh, their CEO, Jan Singer, officially is, is officially stepping down amid backlash over an interview that their chief marketing officer, Ed Razek, did in Vogue last week, where he said that no one has any interest in seeing plus size models in their Victoria's Secret fashion show and that he doesn't think they should include trans models because the show is a fantasy. And apparently there are no trans people yeah. who can be part of a fantasy. Yeah. Also, part of one of the things he said in it was he was like, we did a plus size fashion show in 2000 and it didn't work it's like okay so that was 18, 18 years, years ago, ago. <laughs> like that was okay. literally like there was a lot of change. like change has happened you did a show before 9 11 yeah <laughs> like i mean i have felt for the past like maybe three years like i didn't used to think this probably like when we started betches even, yeah but like for the past probably three years i've thought that the victoria's eager fashion show's time was yeah. ticking yeah because i just think that like it's kind of a relic a bit like the bachelor's a relic yes you know and it's sort of like it doesn't like jive with the way people feel no. anymore and they could make decisions that would change that but yeah if absolutely but, but because they don't want to do that at all it's like it's just kind of this weird like display yeah, like there's something a little seedy and gross about it yeah. to me that didn't I didn't used to feel, but now I feel like we live in a different world where you can't just touch a woman whenever you feel like it. Yeah. And it's I mean, obviously it was never okay to do that, but I think now it's like publicly not okay to do yeah. that, and that's the difference. And the Victoria's Secret fashion show just doesn't like shouldn't e- exist as it is in that in that world. No. And like I'm not like a hater like I don't care about the like and it doesn't bother me that much but like when they say things that are like this outwardly offensive like yeah then i'm like like come on like i I don't want to hate you but i do because of this their sales have been tanking for years and it's like maybe more people would buy your products if you included included them. them in any way like why are you what like what if you did align like for women like better bras for like women of different sizes or what if you did a line that was like tailored to trans women's bodies like maybe people would say great things about you people you get a lot of good publicity and also those people would buy your products because you would be the only person yeah making nice products for them right exactly i mean there's many reasons like i i Victoria's Secret to me is not so aspirational yeah. that it can't like include more people and benefit from it. You know, also, like it's not like people don't fantasize about trans women. Like yeah, that's exactly. definitely not the case. And or, it's historically or plus size. Women. Exactly. I Both mean, of those groups are the subject of like, honestly, extreme fetish- fetishization yeah. a lot of the time. So it's yeah. like, th- it's fake to even say that they're not a part of, 
like not to say bullshit. that like we should allow them to be fetishized but it's like it's bullshit to even say that they're not i mean these people obviously live in a world where they do not get exposed or care about yeah. this kind of thing yeah all right wow that's been our episode that's our episode guys remember to sign up for the newsletter at betches.co slash sub sign up our icons tea going fast betches.co slash icons yes is the link um, and until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbach. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Bye. Betches.